0: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings.
1: Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Day. it is day two in the new digs. And I got to tell you, today actually threw me way off. Yesterday, I mean, I knew it was a big, auspicious day. I got in the preview on Sunday of what the new digs were going to look like, Totters and Aaron McIntyre, right? So I mean, I was pumped. I was excited. But today felt like just another normal day. You know what I'm saying? And so when I walked in here and saw what this looked like, it just completely threw me for a loop. Even when the intro just came on a second ago, I'm like, what is that? I don't, oh, it's our new intro. I'm, I'm looking up at the wrong camera again. I mean, today is really the first time, for me anyway, because that it feels really new that it you know i i and the amount i gotta say to uh, to rod and the entire engineering team here at blaze media the amount of uh, just positive feedback fist bumps that i have received in my various inboxes about the new digs i mean tip of the cap I don't know about what you guys have heard, but I mean, it's been overwhelmingly positive, which also, you know, is a statement about our previous, shall we say, more Spartan, um, uh, you know, surroundings, but uh, a ton of compliments. And and I, I want to make sure the audience understands, though, the same level of broadcast quality that you are accustomed to you will still receive. If you expect us to raise our game in response to our surroundings, then you're clearly new here.
2: Yeah. It, that, that level of game got us this. Why would we change exactly. We, it? Exactly. We've been in incentivized by mediocrity. Yeah. Just continue on. I know.
1: Correct. We're like the Republicans. <laughs> but We're not being asked to do anything more. We're just, you know, just all we have to do is just not be them. And we're not being asked that's, to be anything offensively good. That's you know? branding. We're, wow. yeah, yeah. We're just, you know, we're like the Republican Party. We're here. No one else. No one else wanted to step in and, and, and try to hold an audience after a Hall of Famer like Glenn Beck. So, you, you know, uh, Blaze TV. chose the lesser of two evils right there was no other options so we just have to be here when no one else is good and that's what we've done successfully mind you all
2: your live reads right now are at home praying like please do not be after this (laughs) one right now please don't be after we're like the republicans (laughs) Aaron, what have you heard
3: Overwhelmingly positive as well, and uh, also gotten a lot of comments on the graphics package that uh, Alexander put together, did a great job, but yeah, overwhelmingly uh, positive and um, deservedly so. I was talking, uh, dropping Ben off at uh, my mother-in-law's this morning to, uh, to watch him while uh, Bella is recovering from another uh, uh, shift, and uh, my mother-in-law said something to the effect of, you guys are really proud of that, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are. because. We should be. I mean, look around. It's that's awesome. a
1: mother-in-law compliment for you. Oh, you guys are really <laughs> proud of that, aren't you? If that, that that that's branding on brand, mother-in-law commentary. You gotta love that. Yes.
2: And if you re- read between the lines of a lot of people thanking the blaze for doing this, you can tell it has so much to do with sin- what's happened since March 2020, and that you know, all of us together were a life raft for one another. And and more and more truth continues to come out we'll
1: get to that in a minute with aaron's montage i mean by the time we are able to beat the let's go brain and supply chains and get rise of the fourth reich out i mean it's going to be confirmation bias Hmm. we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna pry open the overton window at all at the pace that this thing is completely unraveling which we'll get to here in a moment Uh, also want to let you know uh, it's a month from today are the 2022 midterms so as promised, I have updated my calculations. We're going to actually get into those during today's overtime. I've tweeted them out over at Steve Day show. They'll be posted throughout to the day on, on all my social medias, Facebook, Gab, Parler, uh, at True, at Real Steve Dace on Truth, Social, Getter, et cetera. These are going to be pretty aggressive. In, in fact, I, I, I think we have moved beyond. Red wave to tsunami territory. And I'm gonna get into this more when we break the map down today in the overtime. We'll record that right after today's show. If you'll if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you'll be able to watch it later today at blazeTV.com slash dace. BlazeTV.com slash dace. You can also go there to become a subscriber today for just 10 bucks a month, blazeTV.com slash dace. I sent my projections to one of my little birdies, and he was like, Wow, I mean, these have you've gotten even more aggressive. And I'm just reading the environment, but literally as him and I are having this text conversation this morning, I find a poll out of a congressional district in Rhode Island. A congressional district in Rhode Island. Rhode Island. This is a plus in terms of party registration. Now, remember I told you guys the last time we did an update that if you were in anything less than a plus 10 Democratic district in this environment, you are endangered, right? Mm -hmm. I think that was the number I gave. Yeah. This is a plus 24. Democrat district. Democrat out. Democrats outnumber Republicans in registration in this district. 40 to 16. 40 to 16. A plus 24 Democratic district. It had the Republican candidate up outside the margin for error. And that's a plus 24 district. Now. The follow up conversation when we're all done slapping phalluses here and, uh, um, you you know, giving each other high fives and helmet stickers. The first on the second Wednesday of November, then the uncomfortable knowledge of who are most of these people we just elected, you know, in this rage vote. Right. Right. That conversation is far more uncomfortable and will begin soon after and and i think it could be a very uncomfortable conversation this is what i was talking about when i spoke with the convention of states national convention uh last week on friday the gains being made here this is not a traditional midterm wave where swingy suburban voters are ticked off and uh, whether it's bill clinton in 94 or barack obama in 2010 or donald trump in 2018 and and so suburban karen thinks that this stuff has gone too far and lobs a protest vote, right? This is not that. The Democrats, and I'll get into this tomorrow uh, too when um, we we tape Glenn Beck's pre-election special. I'm going to be on that tomorrow. So remind me to actually wear a decent shirt, please. Um, This is, we're looking at Democrats perhaps suffering a historic drop in black turnout. Now I said turnout. Like Republicans aren't getting like 20% of the black vote. I'm talking turnout levels, right? They're going to get their 89, 90%. But they're looking at historical levels of drop in black turnout in the polling I am seeing. At the same time, they are looking at a historical level of brown or Hispanic migration to the Republican Party. Those border county Hispanic families, they're voting Republican because they actually think that they're going to do this stuff about the border and crime that they're just running ads about, right? Yeah. And this is my fear. This energy that is arising is a good thing, but but it has to be channeled somewhere. It won't dissipate. If you have, you know, the rurals are all more Trump and MAGA anyway than they are Team GOP. So you have this Trump base that's more more Trump and more MAGA, the rurals. Now you're going to see a depression of black voters. You're going to see a huge migration of Hispanic voters. This is not the group that will be placated by, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm the boomer grandma burning Paul Malls watching Hannity talk about Mark, Hillary Clinton and Mark Rich's murder investigation every night. They don't care about any of that.
2: I am going to say, show me the money. Yeah, they have not been numbed down into
1: yeah. some lesser, they don't care, they don't give a rip. They are feeling the existential angst of the future of their civilization at stake. And we know the other side, I mean, you're losing Tulsi Gabbard today saying, I'm walking away from the Democratic Party, it's just been taken over by woke warm, warmongers, I don't want any part of that. We know they're not showing any restraint, right? There's, there's no, There will be no movement after this happens on November the 8th, there will be no movement on November the 9th to pump the brakes on any of this at all. Not None. Not, in, fact, they'll, in fact, they're going to look at the electorate and say, you're even more racist than we thought. That's what they're going to do. Oh, they're going to make Republicans wear that and see if they can overcome it, which they never can. Which they never can. This energy of people that have not traditionally been lesser of tweebles, numbed down by the two-party two duopoly. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I'm voting out of comfort and I'm, you know, I'm doing the same thing I've been doing since the 80s. This is not going to be a lot of those kinds of people. When we're sitting here six months after this election, and and unless you got a chance to vote for a Kerry Lake or a Kim Reynolds or a Ron DeSantis, you know nothing affirmative is changing here. Where's all that energy go?
2: This could be the most pyrrhic victory. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I can because I can promise you where it's not going to go. All those people are not going to say, and that's why I'm watching Hannity again tonight to get to the bottom of it. They're not. They're not like us in that regard, meaning uh, white GOP voters that have just decided to some extent over a generation to just buy into this and think the best they can do is vote for traffic cones. They're not like that. That energy is going to go somewhere. And that's where we get into, well, if it isn't going to be channeled peaceably through the political process, then where will it go, right? Yeah. But that's a conversation we'll have more next year. We'll analyze the election coming up in the overtime today. At the bottom of this hour, the Iowa mom that made national headlines... When she showed up dressed for the school board meeting in the same drag queen getup. Now, I have to say, I'll say this before she comes on here, she pulled that off. It took some stones to wear that out in public, right? She pulled that off. I'm sure her husband is very proud, if you know what I'm saying. Amen. All right? But she also made quite a political statement, putting it right in their grills. So we're going to talk to her. At the bottom of the hour next hour, some fake news or not. And then my daughter, Anna, will join us for a part of that as well. Pop culture Tuesday. We're finally going to get into get into Don't Worry, Darling. The movie that literally shows in the end, third wave feminism, like everything else that uh, the spirit of the age conjures forth fest or feasts upon itself. There will be no way to have that conversation without spoilers. So you have been warned. Right. So we'll get to all that and more, of course, after we get to Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
3: What happened while we were away, brought to you by trialsandexecution.com. Dutch politician Rob Roos, a fully verified member of the European Union Parliament, asked a representative of Pfizer, Janine Small, a very simple question recently. And I will speak in English so there are no
4: misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee?
5: The question around um, did we know about stopping immunisation before um, it entered the market? No uh, these um, you know we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market and from that point of view we had to do everything at risk I think our dr. Bola even though he's not here would turn around and say to you himself uh, if not us then who um, dr. Bulah actually felt the importance of what was going on in the world and therefore as a result of that we actually um, spent billion at risk uh, of self funded money from Pfizer to be able to manufacture, as well, first of all, research, develop and manufacture at risk to be able to make sure that we were in a position to be able to help um, with the pandemic. And and I think that's why I feel very good when a recent paper um, from the Imperial College stated that in the first year of the rollout of of vaccines, um, we saved. Uh, 4 million people.
3: Small made these comments during an EU Parliament hearing investigating whether Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla negotiated a contract for the COVID jabs with the European Union via text message. While we were gone last week, we learned at least 11 more pro-life activists have been indicted and have had their homes raided by heavily armed FBI agents for exercising their First Amendment rights by protesting outside of baby killing facilities in Tennessee. One of the men arrested is named Paul Vaughn, and he was arrested in front of his three children and wife who filmed the agents during their early morning raid of their home.
5: can I have your name you're not gonna give me your name you're not gonna give me any information
3: A few new notable Trafalgar Group polls show Kathy Hochul with a razor-thin lead in New York's gubernatorial race over Lee Zeldin. In New Hampshire, Democrat Maggie Hassan is clinging to a tedious three-point lead over Republican Don Bolduch. One of the latest national Joe Biden job approval polls is from Civics, and it once again finds him underwater by 23 points overall, underwater by 30 points with independence, and underwater by at least 22 points with independence in the key battleground state of arizona georgia nevada and pennsylvania joe biden was recently asked about the continued hikes in energy costs
0: it is a disappointment and it says that they're a problem
3: are you worried about A new lawsuit says the state of Idaho's health department denied individuals from receiving Medicare funding for a meatball surgery to create a gash or fake penis. The state's health department allegedly correctly said the surgeries are cosmetic and elective. Thus, they shouldn't receive Medicare funding. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, a massive victory for sanity. After The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh released his investigation into Vanderbilt University hospitals performing so-called gender-affirming surgeries on minors, the university preemptively sent a letter to the state legislature informing them, regardless of the outcome of a forthcoming bill banning genital mutilation of minors, they're going to stop doing that regardless. PayPal quickly reneged on a new user policy change that would have allowed the company permission to steal the user's money up to $2,500 if users are found to be propagating what PayPal deems as disinformation. The company quickly backtracked on the changes. Tulsi Gabbard surprised absolutely no one when she made this announcement recently.
6: I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war.
3: And finally, Casey DeSantis, wife of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, is featured in a powerful new campaign ad featured in that state's gubernatorial race. Take a look.
0: I get asked all the time, Who is Ron DeSantis? Well, he's the kid who grew up right here in Florida, working his tail off, paying his own way through school, then volunteering to serve in the Navy and deploying to Iraq. He's the man who I fell in love with from the moment we met. And he's the dad of three very rambunctious, energetic children. Mamie, our two-year-old little comedian, Madison, our beautiful sweet five-year-old, and Mason, our four-year-old athlete. But if you want to know who Ron DeSantis really is, when I was diagnosed with cancer, And I was facing the battle for my life. He was the dad who took care of my children when I couldn't. He was there to pick me off of the ground when I literally could not stand. He was there to fight for me when I didn't have the strength to fight for myself. That is who Ron DeSantis is.
3: And that's what happened while we were away.
1: It's montage brought to you by our friends over at Better Spectacles. If you want an example of the work they do, it's the glasses I'm wearing right now here on the set these are actually the Rodenstock uh, eyewear frames that they talk about all the time available, German import award winning uh, for many many years, available for the first time here for mass distribution here in the United States, you can get them through our friends over at Better Spectacles and you can get them if you've got a problematic prescription because I do, I'm a little far, I'm a little near some of you that need progressive lenses that's what I'm wearing now, maybe bifocals it's not just regular old prescripts now that can get the cool frames. You don't have to get the dorky stuff if you've got a problematic prescription anymore. If you want to get started, Better Spectacles will hook you up with one of their best trained opticians in the country when you go to slash steve uh, when you go there, uh, they'll get you started 61% off their go spec lenses plus they'll give you the rodent stock frames for free as an introductory offer when you head over to betterspectacles.com/steve. Again, that's betterspectacles.com/steve. With all due respect to everything else in the montage today, there there really is one issue that rules them all to discuss. We need to define the term smoking gun. And I, I think we need to understand that it's highly unlikely in this era in which we live where people don't even want to read End Times fiction because it hits too close to home. Klaus Schwab is a literal Bond villain come to life. Like, we couldn't make something up that was that on the nose. And yet it's true. There's, if you're waiting for some form of official we got them and that's why we're gonna blank that this will just occur organically out of some desire for justice it's not happening smoking guns will will happen when we pick up the weapons of government and justice and wield them against these people because the evidence demands that verdict. They're never convening a Nuremberg trial on their own. We will have to force them to do it. That all being said, perhaps the closest thing we have seen to a smoking gun throughout this entire escapade. Something that somebody like me did not dig up. A story that somebody like Daniel Horowitz did not write. An interview that a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did not give. Something that just happened within the normal processes of governing. where the right question was asked at the right time, and the camera caught it. That opening moment in Aaron's montage from a fully verified member of the European Union Parliament is the closest I have seen yet. Watching it, it reminded me very much of the Roe versus Wade hearing at the U.S. Supreme Court in 1972. And one of the justices asks the attorney for Jane Roe, who is a representative of NARAL, the National Abortion Rights Action League. One of the justices asks her, what if a state were to determine that the fetus in the womb is a person? And the NARAL attorney nervously giggles and says, well, (laughs) that would make my case a lot harder to prove. That's the exact same giggle you hear from that Pfizer rep when she is asked a very pointed question. Frankly, it is a question I've not even thought to ask. This is a level of lie and deception beyond what I've even accused them of. Forget lying about the transmission data, lying about the fact that once the virus evolved, their jab was obsolete. Forget that we weren't even really attempting to create a vaccine or an inoculation in the first place. We weren't even attempting to do it in the first place. We had to move at quote, the speed of science, end quote. But notice what she says next in response to the marketplace. Which is it? Exactly. Exactly. Meanwhile, you're nothing to them. You're a test subject. You're chattel to them. This is one of the most extraordinary admissions we could possibly receive. And I want to reset this timeline. Uh, one of the days we were off last week, I was on my buddy Dan Bongino's show and I wanted to make sure for his audience, which is far bigger than mine, frankly. I wanted. To, uh, that's why I wanted to do this. I wanted to... Make sure everybody understands this timeline. On August 6th, 2021, Rochelle Walensky goes on national television on CNN with Wolf Blitzer and admits this is on August 6th, 2021. She admits that with the full arrival of the Delta variant here now in the United States, the jabs no longer are effective against transmission of the virus. She admits this on August the 6th. It is September 9th more than a full month after this moment that Joe Biden issues the executive order that he had claimed all year long he had no power to issue and that is to say you basically can't buy or sell like the mark because good luck buying or selling anything without a job so you can't work if you don't take this jab which his own CDC director had admitted more than a full month prior to this event doesn't actually stop you from giving the virus to somebody else. She even went a step further, said to Wolf Blitzer that the jab can also spread the virus. Otherwise known in Todd's group of uh, granola crunchers as vaccine shedding. What they always deny doesn't happen. You guys are nuts. She even admitted to this on CNN. And then over a month later, the president said, you can't be a functioning member of American society if you don't take this. That was after you were told if you took the jab, you wouldn't spread the virus. They knew from the beginning these were lies. They knew from the beginning. They killed all these people. They poisoned all these people anyway. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, man, I freaking fantasize at night about executing these people. After a fair trial, of course. Oh, yes. Before we lethally inject them, we'll give them the fair trial that they never gave us before they lethally injected us. I promise you, no hesitation, no guilt, no remorse. I'll dab and praise Jesus. I'll walk as fast as I can on that gallows stage myself, no matter what kind of crowd is amassed, and kick the chair out from underneath these people with the noose around their necks. And I won't think twice. In fact, I'll feel relieved like Ice Cube and coming out 10 pounds lighter after dropping the deuce. That's how I'll feel. Thank you, Lord, for the honor. Wouldn't think twice. Would like to do it more than twice. To every last one of them, they deserve it. They created a poisonous shot that attacks your nervous system, that attacks your heart, that attacks your fer- the fertility rates. The best we can say about these people is that out of sheer abhorrent greed, they r- they created something that had the ability to wreck large swaths of humanity. That's the best we can say. That's the best we can say. The best we can say. So what do you think is the worst? No, no. Quote me proper media matters. I'll do it myself, no mask. I want the world to know that I was the one that kicked the chair out from underneath them. After a fair trial, of course. Gentlemen, your thoughts
2: i know she's blonde and british but i've seen this uh, movie before uh the gentleman asked her uh, did you order the code red and she said you're damn right i did and then she said you want me on that wall you need me on that wall we had to move at the speed of science you would have been nothing without us we are the people you've been waiting for i've seen this movie before but when colonel Jessup said it in that movie we frog marched him right out of that courtroom and justice began immediately Yet here we are. Where are the Ralph Nader's of the world? Where are the Michael Moore's of the world? They used to make documentaries about this level of fraud. Mm -hmm. And this level of fraud is leading directly to death.
1: This is every liberal narrative against corporate America and corporatism ever fulfilled. And yet, where are they? It's what Tulsi Gabbard says. They're just, you know, they're just woke warmongers the corporations are woke so they get protected we don't protest we don't protest giving west germany nuclear weapons as a deterrent against the soviet union we now actually give bad people nuclear weapons and hope they launch for a twitter thread and hashtag
2: can i come with you when you kick the chairs out
1: oh by all means it will be a party i just get to do the deed and with pride But buying or selling a home can be stressful in any time period. I remember the last time we did it, it's been about, what now, 16 years. We were selling on one end, buying on the other. We had an excellent agent. It was still a very stressful process. Now try doing it, though, in the Let's Go Brandon era, where you never know. You know, you might mess around and find yourself having to pay 89% more interest on your 30-year fixed-rate mortgage than you did the day Joe Biden took over. You know, Simple stuff like that. You might mess around and find out that your mortgage payment now is 189% more than it would have been if you had bought the home the day before Joe Biden took office. So it is more important than ever during these unprecedented times that you have yourself an agent you can trust where would you find them? The name says it all. Head over to trust.com. Most of the time the agent will connect you with is someone right from in this audience. And we don't just connect you with anybody. We've got waiting lists of thousands of agents around the country waiting to get listed into our network. Why are they waiting? Because we want to make sure we have verified their track record of success before we recommend them to you. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com today, provide some basic info, and then our team will contact you to make an introduction to one of our recommended agents as soon as possible at realestateagentsitrust.com. So, Todd, during the break, I just typed into Google, um, Ankeny Mom. That's all I did. Nothing else, nothing more. I just typed into Google, Ankeny Mom, right? Very first listing is a headline from Dayton 24-7, Dayton, Ohio news aggregator for dayton ohio mom wears drag outfit at iowa school board meeting to protest drag queens at her school that is the first entry that google provides for you the first link and it's from dayton ohio when you just type in "Ankeny mom,"
2: that's called winning. Because if you type in "Florida man," we know what you're going to find. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> a bit we, of a dichotomy there. Yes. But if we type in "Ankeny mom," we're not going to get some unhinged Karen. We're going to get this gal. Correct in the
1: way. Correct. I mean, in fact, all of the entries: one, two, three, four, five. Here's USA Today. Six, seven. Based mom goes full drag, destroys woke school board. YouTube link. I mean, we're down eight, nine, dude. The entire first page of listings when you type in Ankeny mom is this is this event that took place here in our backyard last this week. is how you take a culture back this is our Joan of Arc right here <laughs> so now that we've upgraded the studio we decided to go ahead and have maybe a guest or two kind of join us the very Ankeny mom <laughs> in question who is now her own noun <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kimberly Rikes joins us here on the program. First of all, Kimberly, welcome to the show. How are you?
7: I'm th- great. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I did not realize that you people, didn't realize that you had gone no. global. <laughs> not, you have
1: gone viral. Yes. <laughs> First of all, the 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 and I and obviously we're, we're talking to a woman here. But in the proverbial sense, the stones it took to walk in there wearing that. All right. Who came up with that idea, first and foremost? I did. It was yours, it completely was
7: yours. 100%. Why? because the board was not answering us. The board was not acknowledging us as parents and our concerns on how this happened in our school. Mm-hmm. They put a big statement out saying that they had no idea that this was even there, happened, whatever, and so I addressed the boards on several occasions, and of course, I get censored, I get shunned, I get pushed aside. I mean,
1: you're only a parent and a taxpayer. I mean, right? why do they listen to you? Exactly. Why does your opinion count?
7: Right? And so I knew I needed to make a bold statement And I feel like the board runs on emotions. A lot of people run on emotions. So Mm -hmm. if I could dress the same way as that guy did and have some kind of emotion, whether it was good or bad, that's what I wanted to do because I wanted them to feel exactly what our kids felt when they were forced to watch this performer perform at our school.
1: Your husband's thoughts when you suggested, hey, let's (laughs) let's drop this on him. He thought Um, what?
7: He did not like the idea of me going into there dressed like that. I didn't like the idea of me going in there dressed like that. It'd be
1: something a little unnatural of like, of course, I want to dress like this in a public uh, official
7: setting. Right. Right. Especially in a school setting where that has no place. Mm -hmm. Like there's no place in school for drag, in my opinion, because what what educational purpose do they have? I mean, they were, they were literally. Depends on
1: what you think the purpose of education is their sister, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. That is true. Yeah. That anyway, true. finish your point. Go
7: ahead. <laughs> but I mean, they were even like handing out money as they were doing this drag performance. I have pictures of the money being handed to performers as. So they were, we're just dancing. making
1: it rain right there in a suburban Des Moines, Iowa school district with a drag queen.
7: Yes. And so that's where I'm like, where's the line in the sand? Where is that going to be drawn? And mm-hmm. for me, it comes to our kids in their innocence
1: give us the you you've mentioned a couple of things that happened at this event when did it happen who organized it how did it get did the school approve it etc what what have you been able to find out so
7: it happened on may 22nd of this last my um school year um we have the same questions who let them in how did this get approved because according to the board it was all under investigation because they had no pre-authorization to get into the school they had no um, authorization to host this show the way they did. And so those are all questions that parents like I, myself are still asking to this day. How did this happen? What repercussions were taken um, against the teachers who allowed it to happen? And what protocols are put into place now to prevent it from happening in, in the future? So.
1: For people that don't know, this is one of the largest suburbs in the entire state of Iowa, is Ankeny. Um, It it recently had to open a second high school because of the level of population growth in the last decade out here. You're telling me that the school board is saying to parents, they can't precisely tell you how a scantily clad man who convorted around um, rather sexually in front of their children got into a school in an era where we're all, for too many tragic reasons, hyper concerned about security with violence and mass shootings going on in our schools. And yet they cannot tell you how this scantily clad being just walked into the school and began perf- uh, behaving like this in front of the children. They, they don't have a chain of evidence. Nothing. Why aren't, why isn't every parent in Ankeny? With a, with a pitchfork in front of the, the administrative building at this moment. Our schools are that insecure that someone can dress like this and just walk in. Right. Forget whether we think the, the, the thing was, a, was approved or not. You guys can't even tell us how he was even, or you think you, whether you approve of the activity or not, that's a whole other demonic conversation, but let's just have a base thing. We, 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 you guys can't tell us how a guy that doesn't go to school there has no children there, walked into our, a school, with this many kids dressed like this, you can't even tell us who approved that or allowed that to happen?
7: Right, and that's what parents like myself want answers to. Because like, how am I supposed to send kids, my kids to school? Luckily, I did pull my kids out this year. My mm-hmm. kids are being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, but how are we supposed to entrust in them to do what's right for our kids when they don't even know what's happening in their own school? I've asked Mr. Eric Pruitt, our superintendent straight up, where. Where is the investigation results? What did you find? How are you going to ensure that this never happens again in our school? Mm -hmm. How are you going to ensure that to us parents? And they refuse to answer.
1: Have you been joined by other mama bears in the community?
7: I have, and I've been joined... Now, by several more since it's gone nationwide, actually worldwide, um, and I have people all over. And so, I am now going to start a new organization, and I'm going to start a movement of mom and papa bears who mm-hmm. want to get this out of their schools. I want to ensure that that this doesn't happen in your school, because if this happens in conservative Iowa, mm-hmm. of all places, mm-hmm. just imagine what's happening in the more liberal states. And it's just going to get worse if we don't get involved.
1: Todd, you asked her. I thought a very interesting question during the break. You want to repeat that for the audience?
2: I might I asked her so many questions, which one in particular? About uh, has
1: any has anybody quietly oh, right. come forth? Within it was Within think, teachers, yeah, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, and and she said uh there are uh some, but it's it's again I, this is what we talked about yesterday. It's always in a hush hush off the record. I feel you sister, but if if the people in the hospitals would stop the tranny nonsense, we wouldn't have to rely on Matt Walsh. If the teachers inside said, "Um, wasn't this always about math and English and things like that, and step forward, it wouldn't take parents like this to do this. This is is way beyond the transgender issue. It it has to do with ultimately what is a citizen, Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever job we do, and where are our lines in the sand, like you said. And it's unfortunate that you don't have all of the teachers coming forward, because if they were legitimately teachers, yeah. they, would, they wouldn't want this near them because of all the flack they would take. But the reason that they're willing to engage it is this, this, this is clearly their uh, bottom line in one way or the other, or they're simply uh, cowards who won't step up. And that's exactly why you have to do what we do. I had to do what I did in the Carlisle School District. And yeah, we take all kinds of bullets for it, but hey, anybody can step forward any time. This is not complicated. We're not doing calculus here. This mm-hmm. is one plus one <laughs> equals two. Mm-hmm.
7: Yep. yep. I agree. And I think more parents do need to get involved because that's the problem. That's what we have, why we have what we have, because there's not many parents involved in our kids' schools. And we need to be so involved that they think we're on the payroll. And I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna be an, an active, an, and a voice for these children who don't have a voice. And your point, Steve, your, you've been training, you've been asking
2: politicians mm-hmm. to approach things in their job like this for a very long time. Like, what are you really playing? What stakes are you playing for? What wins are you going for? This is what winning looks like right here. I'll tell you the
1: thing that bothers me about this even more than the lack of parental involvement. Which, as you guys know, and you know from working with me every day, how much I am bothered by that. Yes. Okay. But there's this idea we have with teachers and teachers unions, and it's a little bit like politicians. Congress is corrupt, but my congressman's a good dude, right? right? Okay, they're all crooks, but my guy that I vote for 92% of the time for 50 years wouldn't possibly uh, lie or steal from me, right? right? The idea that... Give me a benign, innocent explanation why the teachers themselves would not have. St- no one stepped forward. The guy's walking through the hallway to go. No one. No one stops him and says, "Hey, dude, what are you exactly. doing Exactly. No one does. No one does. The idea that the the teacher unions are whacked out. But the teachers themselves are just good, salt-of-the-earth people that are paying money out of their own pockets for school supplies in their malfunded, malnourished districts, which also happen to be, by the way, the number one expenditure in every state government's budget in America is education. So if the teachers are buying school supplies out of their own pocket, and I know a lot of them do, it's not because of a lack of funding. It's because where is that funding going, mm-hmm. right? right. At, at, what? They don't have any children of their own? They're, they, they're, the teachers themselves, don't. no one stepped forward to say, what is this going on in, in They've our been hallways?
2: they They're the experts. We're the domestic terrorists. <laughs> we make their job hard. I've, I've seen this, and this has been going on for 20 years when I used to cover school board meetings in the Ankeny School District. I remember uh, seeing a teacher when they were talking um, about grading standards, and, and I quote, yeah, we want parent uh, involvement, but there's a limit. They, this has been going on for 20 years they've been conditioning people to believe this is what so, your parents you sit on the sidelines shut your mouth never say anything we this is a problem we're there are kids. We don't, and I remind every time somebody in the school district tries to talk to me like this, like I want you to be clear. I don't work for you. If you make that mistake again, life's just going to get harder on you. But there's all kinds of teachers, parents, etc. They're drunk on that notion. Teachers can do no wrong. Not only can they do wrong, they can do horrific wrongs, just like any other human being can. And we're watching it play out in real time. How many
1: people do you think in that district? are genuinely supportive, that are in positions of authority, are genuinely supportive of events like this? And how many, Kimberly, do you think just are too gutless to speak up?
7: I think supportive, maybe less than 5% are supportive of actually what's happening. And I think that there's a good 80% of people that disagree with it, but are too afraid to stand up. Afraid of
1: who? Who are they afraid of? They're
7: afraid of the community and the outlook that they're going to get. Because I think they're afraid of losing their job. I'm afraid... Who, who, and,
1: and, and, and I know Ankeny very well, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not far from where we're at right here. You're 15, 20 minutes away from where our studio is. Who in the city of Ankeny, Iowa, is going to lose their poop who matters? Because parents said, no, we're not making it rain with a drag queen dude, you know, during school hours. Who, who, who is that? Who is would... this amorphous... Person or group of persons that will give you the blowback you cannot handle. Who is that?
7: Amber Griffison. And who's that? She is the Democrat chair that sits in Ankeny, and she has given me backlash since the day I started this.
1: So, so she wants this. She wants the children exposed to this. She
7: does. She yeah. 100% agrees with what... And what's her name? A... I want to
1: make sure... Let, Amber let,
7: let, Gufferson.
1: Amber Gufferson. I want to make sure when people now start Googling Ankeny school board members, her name comes up like yours does when I, yours does when I Google Ankeny mom. Huh. All right. Yeah. She wants this agenda. Yes. She a she reminder, does. Steve,
2: every Democrat in the Iowa House and... uh the Senate, every single one. Voted against your daughter's voted bill. Voted against the, my daughter's bill. Yeah. They're the ones in seats of power everywhere on the offensive always at all times. And most parents aren't like her who are willing to do what needs to be done to fight back.
7: Right. And I know that Amber is strictly after me because I helped get the ma- mass law passed after my daughter was mass abused by the Ankeny School District. Mm-hmm. And I'm still currently in a lawsuit with them because of that. Um, We had to file an appeal because it got dismissed, but that's okay because you know, they're just trying to wait me out and that's all right. And like I said, I'm not backing down. Amber can't take anything from me. The only thing that she can do is try to smear my name, which is fine because I think that she is a coward because she will not come to the table and talk to me. I have called her out many times. And Amber, I'm giving you the chance again. If you wanna come talk to me, come talk to me. My number is 712-369-0939. Please give me a call. I would love to have a sit down conversation with you and talk to you about anything you have against me. Because I'm tired of people like her bullying other people. Like if you have a business in Ankeny and she gets wind that you're on my side, she'll do everything she can to destroy that business to put you out of business because she doesn't agree with you. And that's the kind of person that she is. And that's the kind of people, that's the kind of person people are afraid of. And so I just don't want that to be the reason why parents aren't stepping up, why teachers aren't stepping up. And I, she's not on the Ankeny um, school board. She's just the Democrat, she sits on the Democrat chair in Ankeny, Iowa. And so I'm just done with her being a bully and I'm calling her out. Come talk to me.
3: She is a coward, by the way. I went to look her up on Twitter just now. I have never interacted with her ever and I'm already
1: blocked. So this is a microcosm of we are going to lose the greatest civilization God's ever permitted on this fallen planet. Because we're just, even with clear majority opinions behind us, just too cowardly to stand up to the worst elements in our society. correct? Who represent scant digits of people. That's, I mean, I don't know what else, that's, we're not a nation of laws and we never have been. We're a nation of political will and we always have been incarnate right there.
2: What are you prepared to do?
1: Kim, thank you very much for what you did. Thank you. Uh, and uh, thank your husband for letting, uh, for standing by you while you did it. All right, because that was clearly going to draw some of, uh, forms of attention as Google is proving. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Yes. And uh, you know keep it up.
7: And if anybody wants to get a hold of me or look me up, my website is iowamamabears.com and you can look me up there and all my Facebook, Rumble and text messages are up there.
1: Great stuff. Right, back here with hour two live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin Aaron McIntyre of course there's all of you We'll play a little fake news or not. My daughter Anastasia will join us here in just a few minutes. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox by emailing the show, Steve, at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, Me We Parlor and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter, and then you can get clips of the show without any censorship and free to watch. When you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show, if you're on Truth Social, look for me there at real Steve Dace. And because Anastasia's here, I better remember. At Steve Day Show on TikTok and Instagram as well. I keep forgetting that we started channels over there. And that's the whole reason we brought her on board was to run those channels for us. And I keep forgetting about it. So at Steve Day Show on Instagram and TikTok over there, too. If you are a podcast listener to the show, thank you. Please show your uh gratefulness and uh, appreciation for the show leave us a five-star review if you are yet to do that already also if you want to embed a question for next week's ask me anything embed that into your five-star review and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration next week by todd thanks to all of you that have left us five-star reviews already and hit subscribe or follow we appreciate each and every one of you and so does my looming contract extension This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. I got a text from uh, my buddy, Josh, who was one of the people that hosted me over at uh, Hillsdale, Michigan earlier this summer. And he said, hey, man, I just put this thing in last night, trusting your recommendation. And he's got a shot of his Eden Pure air purifier that he plugged into his wall outlet. He sent me a picture of it. I plugged this thing in last night. Trusting your recommendation. I'm restoring a cabin built in 1950. I gutted it down to the bones. I'm building it back. Had an awful musty smell. No matter what I did, I could not get rid of it. This little magic box destroyed that odor in just a few hours. It smells brand new in the cabin. I'm blown away, man. There you go. I mean, I can't give it a better recommendation than that, all right? And so just to show you who these guys are, I mean when I went up and spoke at their event I mean for decoration they created wanted posters of Gretchen Wichmer So it's like this formal banquet that I'm speaking at and the decorative pieces were wanted posters of The current governor. All right. So these people aren't messing around. They're not, uh, you know, they're not going to blow smoke. This thing actually works. I've used it in my own home as well. If you want to try today, go to EdenPureDeals.com. It's filterless. You'll never have to replace the filters. Wow. Steve, how do they make that work? I don't know. I asked could understand their answer i just know that it does so there you go edenpuredeals.com use the discount code steve3 to get a big discount all three units they come in packs of three for under 200 bucks plus free shipping all three units plus free shipping for under 200 bucks when you go to edenpuredeals.com and you use the code steve3 code steve3 for the three pack get it steve3 all right. Let's welcome in as we begin. Fake news or not, my oldest daughter Anastasia, you get to see you again, princess. You've got uh, a wedding coming up here in what a week from Sunday. You guys getting excited?
8: Yes, we're getting. We're ready. I think we're ready for it to be a thing. We're all we have to do is pay the caterer, and then we're we're ready to go. That's it.
1: All right. I know you're nervous. You keep. Uh, you're going to have me officiate. Now they're actually getting. I'm. I'm not ordained or anything. You guys are getting. Married, married before this, so this is ceremonial. But you're having me officiate it. Yes. I know you're nervous. You've 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 sent me because I know how the Dace family passive aggressively works. Like you send me little things every now and then, or hey, have you thought about this? Or what are you you know do you, you, you know what you're gonna do? And your mom sent me a video last night. You know. You know how I'm gonna roll, right?
8: Yeah. I I mean I told steven my fiance. I told him. I was just straight up. I was like, my dad does not think about things until he has to think about them." Yes. And that's what I tell yeah. everybody here too. Yeah, all The, the, the time. <laughs> the, the,
1: the morning of I'll be ready. I'll come yes. up with something. I know it'll be, it'll be, hopefully it'll be a banger for you. All right. And you'll be like, he had that rehearsed the entire time. You can time. promote the show. I might even do that. You know, maybe don't forget, like rate and subscribe. I might even do that. Yes. Turn it into What's the own.
2: over under on Steve crying, your dad crying when he does this.
8: I really do Is there think any chance? I really do think he's going to cry Excellent He hasn't heard the song that we're using for our first dance yet either mm. So I think that's going to make him cry um, Yeah, I think he'll cry I can see that. Totally within so, the bounds of
2: the dude code by the way.
1: It There's is. nothing wrong with But totally he's going to
8: be the- a man about it. Yes. No, no,
2: no, it's, it's it is within the
1: bounds of the dude code. Yes. 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 Yeah. No question about it. All right. So, what are we playing this week here on Fake News or Not?
8: So, I did an Instagram poll about it and everybody widely voted for a which one of you knows your daughter better quiz. Oh boy. And I want you guys to know that I put out—I <laughs> put out a poll today. That's why I asked for Ainsley's number. Oh. <laughs> and I put out a poll today, and I said, "Who do you think knows their daughter better?" And Todd, you are winning by seventy <laughs> percent. Oh wow! And you have thirty <laughs> percent. So wow. that's yeah. The odds aren't, like I told you earlier this morning, the odds aren't looking good.
1: No one wins this one. We can only lose. You understand? That's why you had that look on your face. Yes. No one wins. We can only lose. What did I do?
2: Yes.
8: See, when I texted Ainsley, she was like, um, she sent me what her favorite store was in the mall. And then she was like, there's no way my dad's going to, just take that one out. She's like, my dad's not going to know that one. Take that out. (laughs) So I'm going to do rapid fire style. And then I'll tell which, I'll tell you guys at the end who won.
2: Okay. All right. Okay,
8: Okay, we'll do Ainsley first. How about that?
1: All right. Are they the same questions? Yes. So we're going to, we got to go back and forth though. Okay. Because it'll give me an advantage to think,
8: you know what I'm saying? Okay, Okay. fair enough, fair enough. All right. Okay, so Todd, what do you think Ainsley said is her favorite place that you two have traveled together?
2: Oh, that would be uh, Eugene, Oregon.
8: Okay, dad? What do you think I said, our favorite place that we have traveled to together? And it can be it as a family. It can be just you two. Whatever.
1: I'm going to say Disney.
8: Both of you are correct. Okay. All right. That is correct. All right. Okay. So that's in the yes <sighs> pile.
1: I'm not going to get skunked. We, we only <laughs> I got one. We only we both win. Yes. I just needed I to get one of I think that was the
8: easiest one. Yeah, I kay. do think that was the easiest one.
1: <sighs> okay. <'Kay. laughs> I'm breathing again. Yes.
8: <laughs> what do you think Ainsley said is her favorite TV show?
2: What did Ainsley say is her favorite? I might get this one wrong she going to say The Middle? Okay. Okay.
8: Dad, what did I say my favorite TV show was?
2: It was... Um,
1: I
8: only watch it every single year.
1: Is it... Uh, is it something with that chef? The one that cusses everybody out on Gordon TV? Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay, yeah.
8: Okay, you both are wrong. Okay. Ainsley said The Office or One Tree Hill. Okay. And mine is Gilmore Girls
1: ah i should have gotten that one yeah i should have gotten that one in my defense i know that you love to watch gordon ramsay i do i
8: do love gordon ramsay yes i love his spunk
1: that's a good that's a good word i love his fire yeah that's that's a nice (laughs) euphemism for obscene perverted uh, deconstructions (laughs) of people with lots of bleeps spunky (laughs) yes
8: okay what did ainsley say her biggest fear is oh it's birds okay and what's my biggest fear um, Again, I only talk about it every single day.
1: Every, uh, uh, puking.
8: You both are correct. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. You, <laughs> you talk about correct. puking every day? yeah she is like She me. is it's just unnaturally so afraid
1: afraid of throwing up. Yes. When Zoe, but,
8: my sister, was little, she came to my door one time in the middle of the night and she knocked on it. She was like, Anna, you know, I feel like I'm going to throw up, And I held the door <laughs> so she couldn't <laughs> get in. I did I held the door so she couldn't get it. I was like, go get mom, go get dad. And it just, it scares I me. I like too how much. your
2: coping me- mechanism is to have totally forgotten that she says about it every day. You're clearly like, <laughs> yeah. turn it out. I can't. Yes, yes. Okay. We got two. We got two. You're
1: Both of good. us did. All right. All right. I'm, I'm
8: honestly surprised. I'm surprised. Okay. What did Ainsley say her favorite movie is? Uh, I'm
2: going to be as bad at this as I was on the TV show. Uh, what's her favorite movie? Is it, um, is it Tangled?
8: Okay, and then, Dad, what's my favorite this, movie? Oh, this,
2: this
1: you, you, you think you I, got another one? Go ahead. I've
2: just, same, fa- uh, let me switch it. Brave. It's not Tangled, it's Brave, but it's close. I could uh, probably screwed that up. But, okay.
8: okay, Dad, what do you think my the, favorite I, movie I don't is? I want to get
1: cocky, but this might be my chance to inch ahead. Yeah. Elf.
8: Okay, so you both are wrong. What? <laughs> Elf is my favorite Christmas movie. And you were, Todd, you were actually right originally. It was Tangled. Oh,
1: So you get half a point.
8: And mine is, um, it's either, because we both gave options. So mine's either Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy Garland. I should have
1: gotten that one Or too.
8: Hairspray. Those are my two favorite should movies. should have gotten
1: Meet Me in St. Louis. In my defense though, you absolutely love Elf.
8: I do, but that's in a different, that's favorite Christmas movie. Okay, so Todd's up. I give up, him a half part too. Okay, okay. So we each are,
1: are, so have two and a half. Yes. Okay, okay. Right. okay. Right. You guys right. are doing good.
8: Right. Last question. Okay. What did Ainsley say her favorite food is? Sushi. Okay, Dad. What's my favorite food?
1: Uh, anything covered in ketchup. <laughs> we her nickname as a child one of, was the condiment queen. The I mean the amount of sauce this kid can put on <laughs> literally anything. Are you a side it's, of ranch with it's, everything? It's like truly my girls? extraordinary.
8: Honestly, just the other day, I don't remember what I was eating, but I found Chick fil A sauce in the office fridge, and I I grabbed. I was eating a Quiznos sandwich. <laughs> And I grabbed like three Chick-fil-A sauces and dunked.
2: Whatever it takes.
8: <laughs> Dad, I'm sorry, but you lost.
2: I lost. Again.
8: And Todd, you won. It is sushi and mine is pizza, which I do like to dip in ketchup. See? <laughs> but, but it was Hold like, on. but but you can't just say like a generalization of that. You All have to right. be
1: like. It's, it, I, I lost, but respectably. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't get skunked. I was right hovering down. around a couple of other answers that could have been in another context correct it, so I didn't just completely face plant but it went right down to, to the, the Victor final goes play, the spoils. and I
2: think the referee probably hosed you somehow so
1: <laughs> yeah. I think someone had up. to lose yep. both teams played hard <laughs> yes all right good stuff princess appreciate it Thank as always you. yeah all right we'll get to more fake news or not right after I tell you about our friends over at Omega XL you've got 360 places in your body called joints and this is from the top of your neck to the bottom of your feet and these little things are incredibly important when it comes to flexibility and maintaining an active lifestyle. But as we get older, they also become huge hubs and problematic areas when it comes to inflammation. Why does that matter? Because chances are inflammation is what's causing that lingering achiness, soreness, dullness, stiffness that you are battling in your neck and your knees and your back, etc. That's where Omega XL comes in, an all-natural anti-inflammatory backed by going on three decades of clinical research and the fact that I can testify to my daily usage of this for going on three years now. It's a fantastic product. I take it with me everywhere I go, which is why I recommend that you would try it as well, and right now you can with a little buy one, get one free. Go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve, OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or call them at 800-844-4888. Buy one bottle, get a second one for free. At omegaxl.com slash Steve or 800 844 4888. All right, gentlemen, as we resume fake news or not, I have, we're going to do this the old fashioned way, the way that we used to do it with uh, clips that I have selected that I will then ask you guys to determine do you think this is fake news or not? You guys ready to go? Yes. All right. Here is the very first clip The Russians did it again.
0: I do have a worry
6: that um, they're trying to do this as a distraction from the um, investigation into Russia's hacking into our election process and whether or not the Trump uh, campaign was involved.
1: That is a clip, by the way, of soon to be former U.S. Senator of Nevada, uh, Masto, claiming back in 2016 that the Russians, I'm sorry, in 2017, that the Russians hacked the election. In order for Donald Trump to win. Fake news or not?
2: That clip is from 2017. 2017. Yeah. And
1: by the way, there's, there's tons of these clips of these Democrats on MSNBC and these networks claiming, basically making the same claim that Mike Lindell has made that has gotten him essentially banished from polite society. And just turn, turning it around from like the Shycoms, just sub out Shycoms and Dominion and sub in the Russians. And they all were making the same claims back in 2017 that Mike Lindell and many others have been making since 2020.
2: As always, there's multiple frameworks, premises that we can make our first things to answer this. Mine is going, I'm going to say this is not fake news. Because from her point of view, she believed this.
1: And so it's not a lie if you believe it? This is George. George, yes.
2: And, yeah, and to your point, with no problem saying the exact opposite when the, the situation is reversed, same answer. There are others who I'd have to answer in the opposite because they were clearly being the ones who were the puppet pullers, the puppet string masters. She's not one of them. She will believe any lie that she needs to believe. Aaron, fake news or not?
3: That is absolutely not fake news. And I'll tell you why. Uh, It is not fake news because whatever is the most, uh, kind of a, a version of what Todd just said, whatever is the most convenient thing that you need to say or believe to advance your narrative, That is the truth to these people. Hmm. So of course it's not fake news. Of course it's not fake news because these people lie because they work for the father of lies. So
2: yeah, not fake news. And and our danger, if we say it's fake news, this is your point, you, you really railed on this point several weeks ago on Twitter. We can't constantly have a laugh track about this thing mm-hmm. this is how they go to war against us mm-hmm. and this is how they win against us because we just do ha 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 no th- th- this is this this is a lie after lie after lie that we ex- just accept as the norm we will always lose as long as we accept this as the norm which is why it's not fake news all right next clip are there any
1: violent criminals in the entire state of pennsylvania unworthy of early release
5: is there a type of person in jail today who doesn't deserve a second chance in your eyes this is again something my mom
0: mentioned she's
7: like he's hiring murderers and i was like is he like I, it was? It was really an interesting. It, it seems to have hit with her at least. She's my little uh, focus group. But wh- what talk about that issue and where they're hitting you with that?
6: No, I, I again in the, the the case of of those uh, individuals, the Horton brothers that I hired, uh, you know, actually are innocent. In fact, their story they actually won an an Emmy on that, mm-hmm. and they were. They were, uh, they were uh, in prison for 30, 30 years for something that they didn't did. This uh, was a process that exists in Pennsylvania. And, and it's, a, it's basically the, the kind of cases where they are unanimously uh, supported to, mm-hmm. to be given a, a an opportunity they had mm-hmm. perfect records they've been in prison for 40 45 50 years or more and the the warden agrees the the secretary of corrections agrees and and everybody from the the prison mm-hmm. guards all the way on up agrees and i would just ask anyone your mother or anyone it's like have you seen the shawshank redemption because almost mm-hmm. everybody has and it's like would you vote to give morgan freeman um a chance or not and and i have never met any single person that says yes he should die in prison
1: so that's john fetterman in pennsylvania being asked about all the criticisms he's taking for being in favor of mass depopulation of the commonwealth's prisons fake news or not aaron
3: i'm noticing a trend here with mentally incompetent or questionable Democrats, the two that pop into mind, well, there's a lot that pop into mind, but the two (laughs) that are at the top of the mind, John Fetterman (laughs) and Joe Biden, do you notice when they're talking about the most crazy, craven, evil policy proposals, they can string together sentences like they they Mm. do it every single day. That is the most not on point, but most articulate Great that I think I have ever heard John Fetterman. Because uh, I was ask thinking your, the same thing. Ask, wow, that sounds pretty alert. Yeah. Ask yourself, what is the inno- benign, innocent explanation for whenever they're talking about evil? Like, like Biden talking about abortion, and suddenly hell. it's 2003 exactly. again. What's yeah. the What's the explanation for that? I've got one or two. I don't think there are very, very many more than that. And I'll just leave it there. So is this fake news or not? He never... What's funny is for as articulate as he was he never actually answered the question Mm -hmm. but uh basically he said no there's no um there's there's nothing so that's not fake news i I believe people like him people like him who just have uh who who are turned on by letting violent criminals back on the street willy-nilly uh yeah there is no end in sight so credit to him for actually telling the truth
2: total fake news listen i love the shawshank redemption but how dare you? Morgan Freeman, if you if you have genuinely over a long, period the Catholic
1: t- is about to bust your ass oh, for yeah. blasphemy oh, essentially yes. here. Yes.
2: If you have uh, served a lot of time, genuinely repented, we're all Christians here. Hey, we can have a conversation uh, about that. You're letting people out the day after they run over a young Republican in their car. You're just letting them out right after the crime. Blood is not even dry on their hands yet, and you want them let out. So don't you dare Shawshank this. Wow. All right, third clip.
1: What does this even mean?
0: for coming on the show tonight oh, let me start by asking the obvious question <laughs> tell our it's viewers not. what is the army of drones what is your role in it what are you trying to achieve it sounds like the name of a star wars prequel but it's not is it it's much more serious than that uh,
4: no it's not the army of droids it's the army of drones and uh i was really surprised to be contacted by president Zelensky. uh i i assume i didn't ask oh. Why? I mean, I think they saw my support for Ukraine on my Twitter feed, but uh, you know, it's—I'm uh, not used to be being contacted by world leaders. You know, I—I'm—I'm I'm a court jester. I'm—I'm I'm a non-essential worker. I do cartoon voices and TV and movies. So, uh, I was honored to be contacted by him, and basically. What they were wanting me to do was become a so-called ambassador, which is a glorified word for representative of their army of drones. Because drones de- de- uh, define war outcomes; they're essential for uh, uh, for Ukraine to protect their border, to protect their citizens, and uh, yes, uh, that's what I that's why I hope people will do. Over 115 countries have donated uh to various causes not just yes
0: we know that the president wants these drones to kind of maintain air surveillance we know that russian air dominance was a problem at the start of the war we know that there's a very long border between ukraine and russia that needs monitoring but are all these drones non-lethal drones lethal drones a mix of drones i think it's a mix uh obviously
4: the (laughs) russians uh have a, uh, many many more drones than uh than the ukraine does and they are you know used to to bomb civilians and so forth but uh you know one thing like, i wanted to mention too, if you have you know you can donate money but if you have an actual drone oh
1: my gosh you yeah. could
4: donate that or donate that as I'm, they say and that I just wanted to mention, if you go to u.24.gov.ua forward slash dronation, D-R-O-N-A-T-I-O-N, uh, it'll bring you to a link where it, it's very easy to donate. And the,
0: uh, this any is, amount. This is, is United24, uh, who you are working United 24, with. United24. What attracted United,
1: Sure, it's not the United it's Federation of Planets. planets I'm sorry, it's another franchise. And yeah. why do
0: you think Ukraine has captured the imagination and support of the American this. people? Yes, like enough, not enough. Enough. I mean, it's just, <laughs> a country that I can I mean, think of in living memory.
1: Unintentional well, self-parody is well, always the best, brother. Just let it roll. Uh, Tremendous. country unilaterally Phenomenal. invaded,
4: I mean, in my lifetime, I guess, it goes back to World War II. But uh, it's the classic, you know, David versus Goliath. You know, everyone expected Ukraine to just immediately surrender to this invading force. And I think to see them fight back with such courage, it's been an inspiration to see. Um, I first became aware of President Zelensky during the first impeachment trial. So I did a little research on him because I found him a fascinating character. And uh, uh, nothing
2: has diminished my admiration. Steve, have you dronated today? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow. What you just heard or said is the most insanely idiotic thing I have ever heard at no point in your rambling, incoherent response. Uh, you guys know how this ends. I mean, fake news or not, what do you think? That's All why, of us that's why are it's, dumber for having heard no, it.
2: I, you're being too hard on this. That's why it's not fake news. How is that any more dumbness than an entire war and Ted Cruz's vote to give the money to it? See, now you're,
1: now you're trying to ruin my
2: day. Well, hey. Honestly, uh, what what this standard for this whole thing has of, been set a long time all, ago. See, this, He's just meeting the you're, bar.
1: You're you're quantifying why of all the things politicians I have known or liked have done. His vote for the funding of this is among the things that has angered me the most and this is this is I mean, I've been, how many months ago was this? Yeah. Had my anger has not subsided no. one bit. No. not one bit.
2: Not one bit. I mean, cause, maybe because maybe Ted Cruz has donated maybe. today.
1: <laughs> I hate you. Aaron, turn his mic off. You talk. I can't take any more of his trolling of me. I just I'm done here.
3: I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought Mehdi Hassan. I think that's the MSNBC guy's name. I thought he I'll was. I'll take your word for it. I have no idea. Talking about <laughs> Army of Droids. And I was like, OK, I have no idea what this is. This is actually the first time I've watched this clip. I'll be honest with you because it's on MSNBC. I didn't really need to bleep it. And then it just start. Okay, so we're talking about army of drones. And I immediately started thinking about people who take people like Mark Hamill seriously. Is that the army of drones that we're talking about? I really did. I thought I thought he was like, and then I finally realized that they're talking about the, the drones that you actually take up in the air and fly them around. I'm still unclear why Ukraine needs drones. Is it for, I don't know, reconnaissance or? Something? I I don't, I'm not entirely sure. Here's what I think is happening. I think this is all fake news. Ashton Kutcher is Heck punking him. him. Ashton Kutcher. You can tell
1: Hamill's uncomfortable. He even says early him. on, "I I didn't think I was going to get contacted. I'm not used to this. I'm a court jester. Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: You, you want to talk about self-incrimination? But he's okay? making
2: my point. Yes. I- How is this any more stupid than this whole thing?
1: The whole thing has been stupid from the very beginning. I I mean, pretty much every Western NATO country is ruining its economy over what you just saw there from Mark Hamill. That's exactly why we have to close with this.
0: So here's my official answer for the record. Um, Kiss my ass. I do not apologize. In fact, by all rights, you sick freaks should be the ones apologizing to me for lying and defaming me and doing it all because I'm trying to prevent you from sexually mutilating children. You damned monsters. You child-abusing psychopaths. I wouldn't apologize to you soulless parasites if I had a gun to my head. Instead, I'd rather just tell you all to piss off. I apologize for nothing. I concede nothing. I will never surrender even a single inch of ground to a pitchfork mob of degenerate morons. You know, the secret they never say out loud is that nobody is truly canceled unless they consent to it and they willingly play their assigned roles. Well, I do not consent. And I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going anywhere.
1: Matt Walsh over at The Daily Wire responding to the online troll, bot army, social media mob, etc. What do you think? Fake news or not?
2: It is not fake news to the highest degree I can possibly anoint it. It is the Alpha and the Omega of... And y- the horse you rode in on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Agreed. Aaron?
3: I was just going to say, this is probably the truest news on the show today. You know, what we heard from Kimberly earlier in the show is basically a version of that. Mm-hmm. Just come at me. I'm not afraid of you. Not afraid of you at all come at me when enough people have that I don't give and bleep attitude I don't care what you think about me I don't care what you do to me I don't care because I don't have anything left I don't have anything left to lose this country will change it might not be it might not be pleasant that change but that's when things will change
1: and not a moment sooner
3: and not a moment sooner
1: Agree with both of you. Um I mean that's uh that's dirty hairy kind of stuff right there. I
2: wake up in the morning with yes. that on my mind. Yes.
1: I know what you're thinking. Did he fire five shots or did he <laughs> fire six? Is. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right, when we come back, pop culture Tuesday, we put it off for a couple of weeks. The spoilery review of Don't Worry Darling, which thinks it's the Stepford Wives, but really It's a cell phone, and I will explain why next. Stay tuned. Gentlemen, if you are concerned, maybe a little sensitive about hair loss, Our friends over at Keeps, they've got you covered. They offer the same doctor-recommended, clinically-proven, research-backed treatments that help to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. Keeps physicians help you select the right products and treatments for your specific conditions and hair goals, and then all of their treatments are delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a normal or a national uh, traditional pharmacy because they use the the generic versions. Uh, It also comes with a full year of unlimited messaging, so you can connect with your doctor about anything Anytime, You're going to get the same quality expert care without ever having to visit a doctor's office or a pharmacy. So whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take better care of your hair, Keeps has you covered. To get 50% off your first order to get you started, go to Keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for Keeps.com slash grow. Half off your first order and then all those savings with the generic versions every time when you go to Keeps Dot com slash grow. All right, we've been teasing this for the last couple of weeks. I just didn't have the chance to get to it, but I definitely want to discuss it because there's been a ton of coverage of this movie. Now, a lot of it's for the drama associated with it, Offset. Um, but the movie in and of itself, Don't Worry Darling. It has a phenomenal trailer. It's one of the few major studio... Somewhat respectable budget films we've had in in the last month because we've we've officially hit that lull of production from the covid shutdowns. Right. So now, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to get Black Adam. Uh, you'll get the new uh, Black Panther movie, things of that nature. But it has been a very slow end of summer, early fall at the box office. There's not a lot happening there. September was the worst Month that wasn't a COVID shutdown. It was the worst September in Hollywood history. In terms of total amount of money brought in. Worst September when adjusted for inflation. Worst September in Hollywood history, except for during the, the. Or, or, I'm sorry, not September, month. Worst month in Hollywood history, except for during COVID lockdowns. So one of the big movies that was brought out with a lot of fanfare was called Don't Worry, Darling. And if you watch the trailer, it clearly gives you a vibe. If you guys are old enough to remember, maybe Aaron's not. The Stepford Wives, that was really popular when you and I were little. Okay. And it it tries to play on that. And it really tries hard. And in fact, the filmmakers claim they're even doing it. It's directed by uh, a female actress, Olivia Wilde. Um, For those of you that don't know, if you've seen the trailer, she's the woman that is smoking in the trailer all the time. That's Olivia Wilde. The plot of the film, and remember, we're just going full spoiler here because I can't deconstruct the film without doing it. The, The plot of the film is you are led to believe at the beginning that there is this compound of a society overseen by... Uh, Chris Pine's character, who Olivia Wilde claims is based on Jordan Peterson. Except the character's like nothing like Jordan Peterson. In fact, the character's very much like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, especially when you find out what's really going on, which I will tell you here in a moment. All right? Uh, you think that this is a society in the late 50s, early 60s, where they are attempting to create some form of technological, patriarchal... Um, system. You think maybe it's like the Stepford Wives or the women are either brought back from the dead or robots. Uh, Their memories have been wiped. They all have the same stories of how they met their husbands and everything else that they've been programmed. What you come to find out later in the film is that the movie is much more the Matrix. This is actually taking place in the present day. What Chris Pine has created, his character this is why I make the comparison to Mark Zuckerberg, he has created a metaverse that you can essentially, if you pay him an exorbitant fee, escape your life if your life lacks meaning, purpose, um, you can escape that life and live forever in this metaverse. Because that's what Jordan Peterson's all about. Escaping reality so that you can plug into a machine and be an automaton. Like Jordan Peterson, hate him, revile him, revere him. Is that what he's about on any level whatsoever? No. No. no if, if anything, he's created enemies out of demanding that you accept reality right. and live in it. Okay. This movie is about escaping it completely. So, right away, the caricature of the villain it has is not the correct caricature. This is much more Mark Zuckerberg than it is Jordan Peterson. In fact, I had no idea until after seeing the film. I remember walking out of it with my wife and saying, so the villain is Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't find out till afterwards when I did a little reading about the movie that they intended it to be a caricature of Jordan Peterson. I'm like, that's that's not Jordan Peterson at all, okay? The movie makes you think it is striking a blow against the patriarchy. But it's not. In fact, we're not quite to Wonder Woman territory where you and I spent a year surmising that Patty Jenkins must be a closeted Christian or conservative to some degree because the themes that she strikes in that movie are so obvious of the worldview that it's connected to and even the way that it's communicated. Could that have possibly been done by accident? right? Right. I mean, we had that discussion all throughout 2017 on this show after that movie came out. Right. Right. In in this movie, I'm pretty sure it's it's ignorance. That they really don't understand what they even claim to be for or opposing. Olivia Wilde's character, when she finds out, she in fact, you find out later she knew this was a matrix-like simulation the entire time. She's known for many years that she was in a simulation. But she wants to stay. Why does she want to stay? Because in real life, her children died. And she has a massive hole in her heart that's never been replaced. And in this reality, her children can live. She can be a mom again. Damn patriarchy. I mean, mean, I'm not making... What I'm about to say, and I'm saying, none of this is made up. She chooses to live within this simulation. Because... What she wants most in her life is to be a mom again, and it's the only place where that can happen. She's too old to have children. Her children died. This is the only way for her to acquire the meaning that she most wants, to be a mom. What What is feminist and anti, anti-patriarchal about that, Todd?
2: Nothing. Have, Nothing is. No, I have no idea.
1: Nothing is. Gemma Chan plays... Mark Zuckerberg, Chris Pine's wife in the film. She's kind of the leader of the wives and enforces their compliance. At the end of the film, when Zuckerberg loses control of his metaverse, because the female lead and who's the name? I can't remember the gal. That's um, the new Black Widow in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's her name? Uh, Florence Pugh. When Florence Pugh's character escapes... And, and 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 by the way, what was she doing before? Here's the reality she wants to go back to. Her husband was a complete loser nobody who lived off of her while she pulled double shifts as an ER doctor. So again, I mean, what, what is the feminist statement here? Her resentment for her husband comes from the fact he won't step up and lead the home, won't provide. And so she's got to work double shifts while he sits home and never finds a job and listens to podcasts all day. So we have Olivia Wilde's character who wants to remain in the simulation because it's the only place where she can be a mother and and find true meaning in life. Florence Pugh's character, the feminist ideal in the film, blows up the simulation by escaping it and blowing the whistle on it so she can return to a life where she was working double shifts as an ER doctor while her complete beta husband didn't do a damn thing, but listen to podcasts and play around a computer all day long. But the, the piece de resistance here of, of the cell phone, this is like an unholy trinity of cell phones. All right. This is an entire, this, this is like the movie we would write if we wanted to do a takedown of feminism. And this is supposedly the, the take up of a feminism. Here's the, here's the best part. If you didn't like those other two, wait till you see this one. Gemma Chan's character, she is the the wife of Chris Pine's Mark Zuckerberg inside this metaverse. When Florence Pugh escapes, and thus that means the entire racket's going to get blown to sky high. All right? Here's the big feminist statement that Gemma Chan's character makes at the end. She stabs her husband to death. And you think what's about to happen is, she's like... Gonna throw off the shackles of the patriarch. I'm finally out of here, right? I'm finally out of here. No,
2: that's, that's actually not what happens. Does she just take over?
1: Yes. Yeah. And and in fact, the last line of dialogue uttered in the film, I believe, is my turn, or it's her last line of dialogue in the in the uttered in the film. My turn. I'll do this better. My turn. I get to run this now. This is, and they looked from man to pig and pig to man and back to pig again, and they couldn't tell the difference. This poops Orwellian. This isn't a takedown of feminism at all. It's a fulfillment of every trope and bromide of its lie that people like us have deconstructed this entire time. And so here's the salvation of these women. Let me go back to a reality where my beta husband doesn't lead, doesn't provide, and I work double shifts instead. I take over the metaverse I will, I will do a better job of subjecting us than the men did. I'll be just like the men. I'll be as cunning and cold and ruthless just like the men. That's where I find my freedom. And then the woman who chooses to stay in this simulation because her heart can't get over the fact she lost her children and she wants to be a mom most of all. That's the plot of the film.
2: I'm like that gif you posted on another matter this morning where he's like point of order. I don't... So all these people voluntarily paid yes. to get in. So they yes. knew they were getting into this. Yes. And then their brain then they're well, like Well, the, the
1: implication is that the husbands pay and the wife and the wives they, 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 they have the wives join against their will. And so that's oh. why it, that's why it matters that Olivia Wilde has knew knew all along it was a simulation, but wanted to stay. Okay. In this idyllic world, these women don't have to work, they don't have to do anything. Their husbands are away all day long. How what, what happens is you can't afford to pay to join the metaverse. And so you work for the... The husbands have to leave to go back to the real world to work like drones, to work off the cost of living in this metaverse. During the day while the husbands are off working, the women just live an idyllic 1958-62 suburban lifestyle of shopping and gossip and whatever they want to do, swimming, exercise... Ballet, whatever they want to do. And then the husbands go back into the real world and work and then come back into the metaverse after they have put in their work uh, day at the work camp to pay off Chris Pine and Mark Zuckerberg's. Character. So why
2: did Florence Pugh, why did she want to or why did somebody want her to be in there?
1: Her husband is, was ashamed that he couldn't get a job and provide for her and was ashamed at how ashamed of him she was and how hard she was working. So instead of, you know, like just going and getting a job, he decided to plug him into the metaverse instead.
2: And she had no idea. She had no
1: idea. And then fought to go back to a life where she worked double shifts in the ER.
2: Yeah, this is the opposite. How we, we talk about all the comic book movies about ultimately, it's not just what you said with Wonder Woman, how, how all of them were providential to some degree, about what's happened in the last four or five years, mm-hmm. the, the, like everything that is dystopian now, like this, is actually just so behind the times. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it it can't help but be wrong because it's it's trying to do something that may have been interesting and edgy twenty years ago, but you real the devil has passed you by. Now you just look stupid, like you said. Yeah.
1: It's, I I actually thought the movie at times was somewhat smart until we got to the end. And then I'm, and, and when the movie jumps the shark, in fact, I mean like somersaults over it, like pole vaults over the shark is when Gemma Chan stabs the husband and says, my turn. I get to be like you now. I get to impose my own system of dominance. I'll just behave just like you do. Isn't that the lie of feminism? Become like men? And now here we are a generation later and the men now are replacing
2: the women. We don't even know what a woman is. I don't she doesn't even seem to know what her, i really, i recall there was a casting controversy about this too that somebody was originally supposed to be the chris pine character but he ended up she, olivia wilde deemed him yeah too, it was um too macho to something uh it was uh, what's his face that has that's had a lot of
1: issues recently
2: oh yes it was who's now uh, padre pio is catholic it's um um I yeah
1: can't, disney no. actor i can't remember his name but yeah
2: yeah he was in the indiana jones yes yes that's what it was and it was yeah. because of his catholic conversion that's yeah. um
1: and then ultimately i guess olivia shia wilde F- uh, shia LaBeouf. thank you yeah. i guess olivia wilde had a affair on set with harry styles and now her husband who's i think it's that jason, jason S- sudeikis, sudeikis is, is filed a, i mean there's a ton of drama
2: surrounding this film yeah that's all more interesting, by the that's, way, than what and, you told me and, and about this movie. probably far more truthful
1: than anything the movie claims to represent. Yeah. Far more truthful. I mean, the, the, I, I, don't, I don't know why, I, I, how any woman could look at that and think that's what I aspire to. If anything, the only character that you sympathize with is Olivia Wilde's character who chooses to stay in the simulation because she just, she can't handle the grief of no longer being a mom.
2: Well, I mean, this is a lot. This is the chaos. If I, if we want to bring it back to politics, this is the chaos behind the Trump vote that you talk about and Karen and the cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's chaos. Mm-hmm. There's no connecting of any rational dots and the rest of us are made to suffer for it
1: there is a not sadly a not insignificant portion of well-to-do educated woke white women Olivia Wilde that are the most destructive force in our culture today uh, they would they the de, the demand to kill their own children the demand to mutilate I mean that's what Kimberly Reichs was talking about this, you know, Ankeny Democrat official, my own kids are trans. I demand that you, I get to mutilate my kids and I demand that you mutilate your kids too. And, and then let me soul murder them. Otherwise you're a bigot if you don't go along with me, right there. And then there's the beta male husbands, all these men who put their wives in this simulation rather than just stepping up. And what's easier, just go get a job dude. get off your ass and go get a job. So weak men lead to hard times. And in the end, the black widow is always more cunning and more ruthless than her male arachnid counterparts. That's what you see in this film. Fun. That's one word for it. John 317.
0: This is Steve Dace.
8: On the Blaze Radio Network.